Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Kyle, Kyle High Club. This will be episode two. I don't know what it will be called yet. Uh, We'll get through this and then we'll come up with the name. Probably do something along Winter Wonderland or North Pole bullshit or something. uh, I live in um, Madison, Wisconsin. And it's been snowing pretty much every day for the past week or so. Uh, there's been a few days here or there where it hasn't snowed. Um, but yeah, it's been cold as fuck. It's been the negatives more days than it hasn't. Um, I think tonight it's supposed to get down to negative 20. Maybe that's tomorrow. Um, snowing right now. Um, so yeah. It's been pretty crazy, you know. You know, most of the time you just stay inside when it snows, especially when you get older, you don't want to play in it. Um, but yeah, it's just what I'm dealing with, making work a little more, not difficult, actually easier, I guess, because people aren't going into the office. I don't really have much to do as far as an IT guy support standpoint. But uh, yeah. So here we are, episode two um, of How High High Club. Um, And yeah, so the first episode, I kind of just went off some things that I saw in a couple hour or two that uh, I wanted to talk about. Uh, But for this episode, I did what I said I was going to do. I was going to keep a note throughout the week of things I want to talk about, either good or bad, and then I just write them down uh, as a little reminder, and then I'll just pick them up uh, when I start this and just go off the top of the head. Uh, I'm just writing little notes to remind me, Um, not really rewriting anything out uh, or anything like that, just uh, trying to keep this free-flowing as possible. Um, try to keep it loose, somewhat entertaining, um, don't think it'll be entertaining, because it'll be a lot of ums, and a very monotone person talking to themselves, so if you're listening to this and you're entertained, uh, might want to check your priorities, honestly, uh, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) I'm just messing, but not really. So anyways, yeah, throughout the week I wrote some some topics and, you know, honestly within the first day or two after the first episode I had a decent amount of topics written down and I kind of just wanted to start another podcast like the next day. Um, But I decided not to do that. I'm going to try to keep it every Monday or once a week because I don't want to start doing it every day or every other day and it turns to every week and then every two weeks, every month. You know, I don't want to oversaturate myself. Um, Again, I don't really give a fuck if anyone's listening or not. Um, This is something I just want to consistently do just about, or I want to do it every week. I want to try to do it every Monday. Um, So even though I had ideas literally written written down the next day after the first episode, um, I wanted to try to save this so I'm not oversaturating myself so yeah 
take a little little tote ski here and then I'm just gonna go ahead and start jumping into it and try to kill hour and see see what happens. Excuse me. This always gets a little weird when I do these, and I say that like I've been doing these forever, but uh, it's hard to find that right balance of, you know, the caffeinated mind to where it's firing on all cylinders and it's just and trying to find that balance and then the stoner mind where you're high, you're a little laid back, you're seeing, trying to see things from all side, but also you're not trying to be lazy and forget what you're saying. So it's a hard balance. Um, I'm definitely never going to find it. So yeah, let's have fun with that. <laughs> Take a sip of coffee, some water, then I'll actually start. Alright, so the first thing I saw, and I forget who tweeted this, but it was some blue check on Twitter, I'm assuming some lefty socialist type person, but, and I don't know who it is, I don't want to give credit to them either, um, as if they care of wanting credit from this, but, uh, they basically said no one makes a billion dollars, they take a billion dollars, um, and that was, a, I think they had a little more attached to it than that, but that was essentially the quote. They might have just expanded on it saying, if you're making a billion dollars, the only way you get that is by exploiting your workers, not paying them how much they should be paid. And yeah. Um, and I get, <clears throat> so I guess just to start out with, I get where where they're coming from by saying this, but it's just, it's just wrong. <laughs> it's it just is. Um, the only way you can make a billion dollars is by taking a billion dollars. And actually, fucking Joe Rogan said this recently. I forget who he had on that he said it with, but he's like, "Are you sure?" In every case, so like. An example, Beyonce, who I don't think has a billion dollars, but let's just say for argument's sake that she does. I know she has a couple hundred millions, most likely. So in her example, or basically anybody in entertainment, uh, even Jay-Z or fucking Meryl Streep, anybody, they could be in that category of what this person is describing, who I'm sure they probably admire these people because they're in show business. And they're probably left-leaning because the entire industry is pretty much left-leaning and pretty much group a group think tank. But uh, <clears throat> I think it's kind of ridiculous, especially in that standpoint, from an entertainer standpoint. The only way you make that money is by people giving you their money, by paying for your album or paying for tickets to see you at a live venue or buying your t-shirt or you know this or that you have to be talented you have to be talented to somebody to pay you to do what you do and that goes for in business as well you don't 
make a billion dollars by taking it from people. People give you their money willingly, and that's how you become a billionaire. You either, most of the time, are ahead of a large corporation or multiple corporations, and those corporations sell products or services to the masses, and the masses pay for those products or services. And these products or services that it might just be something as small as... um, I don't know, making shoes or something. Uh, I don't, I don't fucking know. Making a, I met a guy one time, or I, uh, I was uh, doing some high school baseball umpiring. I asked him what he did for a living. Uh, we were talking back and forth. This is when I was back in college. I was umpiring, you know, just for some part time money, and it was fucking awesome to do. Uh, I still might do it, but uh, this guy was a, he wasn't a billionaire. Um, Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be umpiring uh, high school baseball. Um, even though most guys do that, including myself, you do it more for the love of the game and not the money. But that's besides the point. But this guy was essentially a sales rep or an account manager at a company that sells plastics and cars. And that's it. That's all they do is sell the plastic that goes in cars, like... Uh, that fit around like car doors or car seats or like around cup holders and shit they specifically just make that special type of plastic only for car interiors and i at the time i'm like wow that is fucking boring that must suck but he was like yeah but it's really just relationships and building relationship at least for him you know his day-to-day job he's an account manager so essentially he manages you know select auto manufacturers or other businesses that purchase this plastic and use it in their products and he's just a rep for it so he just keeps their relationship you know make sure they're happy if they have any needs or questions or anything to go to this guy instead of reaching out you know to the top executive executive every day and so for example this guy that i'm speaking about he is in probably one of hundreds if not thousands of employees that are employed by this one corporation that all they do is sell fucking plastic to people they just sell plastic to the interiors of vehicles and so this person that said this quote that no one makes a billion dollars they take a billion dollars they would look at this company who sells plastics to in the interiors of cars that they are I don't know t- who are they taking their money from. They're, I guess you could technically say they're taking it from the auto manufacturers that are purchasing it from them, but they're not taking their money. They're giving them money for their product, and it's an exchange of value. It's an exchange. You use money to buy things. That's what it's for. It's a commodity. Money was invented so we didn't have to fucking barter. So every time I wanted some eggs, I didn't have to go to the, you know, the egg guy. And he's like, oh, well, I really need a new pair of shoes. And I'm like, well, I don't make shoes. You know, I build fences or whatever. He's like, well, I have an egg house. I don't need a fence or whatever. So then I can't get eggs. No, nah, that's why money was invented. It goes, okay, well, he wants money to buy shoes or he wants shoes so okay i'll give him money for the eggs and then he can take that money 
that he earned from selling eggs and other people to buy himself a new pair of shoes. And that's why money is awesome and it rules the fucking world. Because it brings people together. It is makes it possible to have large-scale civilizations without money, without a central commodity or something that we agree upon that has intrinsic value like gold or coins or rocks even or beads. Doesn't matter what it is as long as everyone agrees that it has value. We agree that this green paper with a one or one zero zero on it cost one or a hundred dollars. And with that I could buy X, Y, or Z at the store. And we all agree on that. And because of that, we are able to establish large scale malls and fucking corporations and shit that sell things to make more money to buy more shit and to employ this is a huge thing these big companies employ so many people you know they're not taking a billion dollars from anyway anybody if anything they're giving money back by fucking employing people if they really want to take billion dollars and i'm there are actually some companies that do this they would <laughs> they'd employ people in the prison industry and employ them now if she was talking about that then i'd say yes those billionaires and corporations that use prison labor, yeah, they're pretty much taking. But even, even then, even then, they're selling products to the masses that buy them. They're still making money from people, even though they are taking it away from the prison, the prison population and the prison labor. Um, that's a whole nother road to be traveled down. But essentially all I'm trying to say is you make money because you have value. You have some sort of value to somebody or something or something has value and you sell that. That's just how it works. Um, and the only people you'll see here saying, um, you know, you don't make X amount of dollars, you take X amount of dollars. They're only saying that because they don't have X amount of dollars. Um, and I don't have a billion dollars either. I have nowhere near that, you know. I have been working in the real, quote, quote unquote, real world for about a year. A little over a year now. And I haven't took anything from anybody. Um, I mean, I work an IT job. Um, I don't take anything from anybody. You know, some corporation pays me every two weeks to do a job. And because I do it and I continually do it and I'm decent at it, uh, they agree to keep on paying me to, to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm able to take this money and feed myself and my little kitty cat and keep the heat on while it's fucking negative degrees outside. Um, without it, I'd... I'd be dead, um, and most likely, and we'd all be living in huts still, um, you know, <clears throat> just trying to survive the winter, like a fucking bear in the woods or some shit, um, but we have luxuries now because of, because of technology and because of money, um, because it allows human beings to fucking organize on large scales that we never thought it was possible. And we are continually just building on that each and every fucking day. 
Um, and it's, it's insane, but it's kind of beautiful. And just to go off that, uh, uh, beautiful and kind of the vibe I'm on right now. I hate, I hate when I say vibe, but I love vibes though. Good vibes, man. <laughs> uh, just continuing that trend of beautiful. I'm just going to jump to a topic I've written down and it was, and I've always believed this. I don't know if I've always believed it, but, uh, just had this thought the other day that the human mind, our mind, is the most powerful thing in the known world, our universe, you know, as far as we know, besides, also there's some, you know, uh, <clears throat> highly intellectually and technologically advanced alien civilization out there um, that we... That the mind, the human mind, is the most powerful thing in the world. Because it can do crazy things. I mean, just off the top of my head, what I was just talking about. We were able to come up with this fucking piece of paper. This green piece of paper with dead people printed on it. Dead U.S. presidents printed on it. That allows us to buy anything we could want in the world. Like ever created with the human mind. I can go and buy a song off the internet. You know, some beats that somebody made and uploaded to a computer that I can also buy with money. All of this was created from the human mind. I can watch Netflix or watch a fucking beautifully laid out story, you know, that grabs every part of my brain and emotion and you know can move you beyond tears or laughter or excitement or nervousness or being scared um and then the human mind not only can create you know i mean the human body creates it but without the human mind you can't create anything even with your hands or whatever i mean i guess you could be you know, a dumbed-down primate, I guess, kind of how, like, monkeys and apes are right now, and you could still make, you know, stone tools and stuff like that, but without the expansion of the mind and, uh, really imagination and curiosity, um, none of this would exist, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to a microphone in this phone into this fucking computer that is, could fit in my pocket, and <clears throat> I have no idea. I kind of know how it works, but, like, I don't know know how it works. Like, I could never invent something like this. But and it's, it's beautiful. And then, you know, not only can the human mind create, you know, physical things, even emotional things, it can, you know, give you... F- crazy feelings of other people you know being in love or being angry at somebody you know wanting just anything um it's really fascinating to think that you know no matter what has ever happened in human history no matter what no matter if it's you know falling in love with somebody and having a family and you know living that life and dying peacefully or whatever or if it's starting a war and fucking adolf hitler and his genocide and all the other genocides have taken place in human history no matter what it is from 
the most beautiful things to the darkest evil things in the world it's all comes from the human mind and the human the human experience man um and it's really just from our own minds and we're in the collective mind of all 7 billion of us agreeing that this is the world that we live in and what we're seeing and and yeah and just living every day i think it was just it was just a crazy thought even though i've always kind of known that um i think it hit me in the shower one day and i was really super stoned i get some good shot good uh thoughts in the shower especially after working out and taking a little rip after a workout um you, you get pretty clear headed um get some nice uh thought patterns some positive thought patterns that are nice um it's just amazing to think that this world that we've created with just our brains even though there's still a lot of uh harm and danger and ugliness and evil out there um we're still we're living in the safest time in human history especially if you're in the united states it's incredibly safe i mean as I mentioned earlier, it's been snowing for like a week or two straight. There's at least a foot of ground of snow on the ground. Um, it's been under pretty much 10 degrees for two or three weeks now. Um, it doesn't matter. I'm still safe. I'm not going to die. Um, barring my, my heating going out. Um, it's beautiful. I can just pay for that because I use my brain to for somebody else to to acknowledge in their brain that they're going to pay me to do some things, you know, and that allows me to pay for heating and food and coffee and my water bill and even marijuana. Um, it's dope. Um, it's pretty crazy if you actually sit down and think about it. <clears throat> All right, so um, feeling pretty positive right now so I don't want to talk about too many negative shit let's see what do I got I'm sure I'll get to some negative shit in a little bit you gotta have some balance you know you can't always be positive see the world through what's it called like rose petal glasses or lenses it's not real you look at it through clear glasses you can't look at it through dark tinted glasses you gotta have you know just take the glasses off you know even if you have bad eyesight, that's what the world's supposed to look like to you, you know? <laughs> I don't really mean that. If you need glasses to see, please use them, especially if you're driving. Please do that. Um, yeah, here we go. Speaking of uh, the human mind being the most powerful thing in the world... Um, it definitely is, and especially when coming to yourself and your your own... It's 420 right now. Yeah, that's okay, though. You don't have to smoke when it's 420. You know, we don't want to make this a religion or, or another cult. You know, you have to smoke on 420 p.m. or you're not a real stoner. No, come on. You smoke whatever the fuck you want. Do what the fuck you want. Whatever, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, knock yourself out, literally. Um, what was I saying? 
I guess uh, piggybacking off the human mind, most powerful world or thing in the world. The mind is the most powerful world. Um, but uh, it's especially important when coming to your own life, your own attitude, uh, and just how you see the world on a day-to-day basis, how you deal with it when you wake up in the morning, when that alarm clock goes off till till you lay your head back down at night to do it all over again the next day. You know, how do you look at that? How do you get through? And for myself, especially recently, now that I'm on my own, you know, I'm far away from family, friends. um, I don't want a, uh, you know, pity me or poor me attitude. I did it to myself. I wanted to do this. This is something I wanted to do to try to grow and learn as a human being and as a man. But, uh, just recently I noticed that um, you can mind fucking yourself into a bad mood um, or just being depressed for a week or two or the whole day or even an hour or five minutes it doesn't matter the mind is especially powerful um, and if you let it it will consume you in a bad way or a good way you know you can let your mind basically let yourself um, you know, put you into that black spiral, that black hole of of negativity and feeling like nothing and not worthy and useless. Um, you know, and what's the point? You know, that kind of attitude. You can easily get yourself in that if you just keep thinking those ways. But you can just as easily be, you know full of yourself, full of your ego, have a huge ego, you think you're God, or you think you're the shit, or everyone, you're better than everybody, um, and nobody understands the world like you do, or you don't get it, um, you know, you could easily go one way or another, um, that's why it's important to keep balance, um, just remember, to keep that bitch-ass mind in check. And honestly, the best way I've been able to do that, that I've came across, I'm 24 now. And I always played sports growing up. I was always athletic. I was always active. You know, even though I grew up in the age of when, like, computers were first starting invented, I got my first computer when I was 10. Uh, I think I got my first cell phone when I was 10. It was a flip phone. There was no... I think you could text, but we couldn't really text. But uh, I got a phone because my girlfriend in fifth grade kept calling my house house phone. And my dad was fucking tired of it. Um, so they just got me my own phone so I could just talk to her whenever I wanted. That was pretty cool. Um, we would IM on the computer, now that I'm remembering. Like Yahoo Messenger or AIM. That was pretty popular. Um... Where am I going with that? I have no idea. Where was I going with that? See, this is why you have to find that balance of coffee and weed. You know, you get lost in the. But <sighs> damn, where was I going with that? That's why maybe I need a second person. Da, da, da. So I was talking about human mind, and I started talking about 
computers. I had one at 10, a phone at da 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 da. Oh, I was always exercise and mentality. Jesus Christ, I went off on a tangent. <laughs> so, yeah, um, even though I had a phone when I was 10, I was always active, always played sports. I was always on sports teams. Um, I mean, I idolized guys in the NFL and stuff. I think mainly because my dad did, and I wanted to make him proud. Um, you know, that's just that's just how you feel as a, a little boy growing around your dad. Um, he liked football and stuff, so I liked it. Um, ended up being pretty good at sports, too. Um, but whenever I had free time, when it was sunny out, you know, all the way up till you know, the end of high school, we'd be doing something outside. We'd be playing basketball in the front yard or playing football in the street or, you know, riding our bikes through the neighborhood or going in the woods, adventuring, pretending we're going to build a fort one day or, you know, trying weed for the first time in the forest, you know, uh, whatever, (laughs) drinking for the first time. Um, you know, I got outside, I was active and, I, so, you know, when I was a kid, I don't know if kids get depressed now, especially younger, because they're not going outside and stuff, and, you know, they have Netflix to keep them, you know, company. But I was never really depressed or sad um, when I was a child. You know, bad things happen every now and then. Of course, I got sad. Um, but I don't remember ever having, like, a dark cloud over me for, like, a day or a day or two where, like, you didn't you just didn't see the point of living um and you know I didn't really recognize it until I was on my own I stopped work I uh I played a little a couple I played some sports in college um I never actually stepped onto the game field so I don't think that really counts but I was in practice for a year <laughs> and it didn't work out I was just, just garbage um but, you know, once I stopped playing sports, I always looked at sports as I always thought that's what I was going to do when I was going to grow up. You know, I, I kind of realized that eventually that writing was on the wall that I didn't have what it was take. I didn't have the work ethic, the mindset at the time. Um, but, you know, once I stopped playing, I realized my playing career was done. I stopped working out altogether. You know, I was worked out because you'd work out. I, You know, I never willingly went to the gym, honestly. I always did it because you had to, or that's what we did for practice, or we're running today because we have to. You know, I always looked as running as a punishment, always looked out as working out as a chore. Um, even practice, I kind of looked at as a chore. I just wanted to play. I just loved playing. Um, I had an amazing time when I felt when I was on the field playing any type of sport, even today, even when I play recreational softball, um, I, there's nowhere else I'd rather be, um, all the stress and the pain, um, or just the monotony of life goes away and I can't really describe it, but other athletes know what I'm talking about, especially, especially guys that played football or, uh, you know, maybe fight or whatever. Fighting's probably a little different. I don't really know how that lines up, but when you're in the heat of the, you know, thick of the shit, 
And it's basically war, or you versus the other team, or you versus the other guy. Um, it's kind of amazing, because that's how you, who you, that's where you find out who the fuck you are. You know, are you just going to let the guy run your ass over, or are you going to hit back, you know? And as a man, as any human being, I think that's important to... Because it's very humbling when the guy does run you over. I don't care who you are. You're going to get run over. You know, you're going to get laid out one time or another. Um, but do you get up? Do you do the next play? That sort of thing. Um, that's why I think sports are super valuable, especially to kids. Um, you know, it teaches you teaches you about yourself, your own mentality, you know. Whether or not you have what it takes. Um, you might not notice it at the time, but later in life you will. But uh, I'm going with this is uh, once I stopped working out, stopped playing ball, um, I didn't realize it, but I mean, for basically two years, I didn't work out. Um, when I continued the rest of my college, I never, never really worked out. I was on dodgeball club uh in college once I went to a new one and then I you know did some refereeing and stuff so I, I stayed kind of active so I mean I didn't get like out of shape I mean I got out of shape to where I couldn't run um you know a couple miles without stopping without a breath excuse me but you know I'm still skinny I have a high metabolism so I'm still skinny everyone's like oh you're not out of shape, bro. I'm like, whatever. You'd kick my ass right now. But uh, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not out of shape, but the 16-year-old me would beat my ass. <laughs> but, yeah, so once, I mean, I didn't really recognize it too much in college. I was still, had my head stuck up my own ass. I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to that. Um, I just had this attitude, why would I work out? Um. I, I honestly had no motivation to work out. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time, and she was amazing. And I was like, well, I already have a girlfriend, so it's not like I have to work out to get girls. You know, I already got her, <laughs> which is a dumb mentality to have. You don't got her. You got you to gotta work every day to keep somebody, you know, that you love by you and close and all that good stuff. And that's not just for significant others. That's for friends, uh, family members as well. It's very broad. But at the time, I had no motivation. You know, I, I didn't have to get girls. Um, and, you know, really my motivation to work out in the past was to work towards a goal. You know, either that was, you know, making the team or, you know, being ready for Saturday to play or Friday night or the next game, or, you know, to win the championship, but I didn't have that anymore, I had no goal to look forward to, to convince myself, and use the mind to your advantage to make yourself a better human being, I didn't have the motivation, I wasn't looking for the motivation, even though I had several people in my life trying to push me towards this motivation because they could tell where I was going, even though I couldn't, um, at least physically-wise, probably mentally, too. Um, <clears throat> but then once I moved on my own, away from all loved ones, um, 
started working a desk job, really not moving at all. Uh, living right next to work, I live like a hundred feet, hundred yards from work, you know, so I could just walk back and forth, and not have to move at all ever again. Get super fat and happy, and then I realized being fat and having a decent amount of money in your pocket doesn't make you happy, um, and not moving your body, it just you're just breaking it down. You're just going closer and closer to death every day if you're not moving, if you're not being active. And I started to notice my spine getting really weak, uh, my posture slipping. Um, even I was starting to get a little belly, even though I was still skinny in my arms. Um, it was just, it was not a cute picture. It's just a fucking skinny sloth looking dude with a fucking beer belly. It's fucking disgusting. Who would want to fuck me? And I'd look at myself in the mirror and be like, wow. If I was a chick, I would not want this dude standing over me. You know, about to enter me. <laughs> um, and yeah, it just took a lot of look in the mirror. A lot of self-assessment. And honestly, a lot of self-hate. Um, and honestly, depression. Um, I never really thought I was depressed before. And maybe I was in the past and I just kind of hit it or I had good outlets as far as sports, which is probably true. Um, but now that I had no outlet, um, I could see that it was just going to eat me away physically and emotionally um, and mentally. I guess more important, mentally, because if you don't have that mental grasp, then the other two, you're fucked. Because again, the mind's the most powerful thing. But once I realized this, I started working out again, you know, I didn't, I'm not going crazy hard. I'm still not going crazy hard, but literally all I do is I just keep track of what I do during the week. And each week I just try to beat those same numbers. Um, I try to work out every single day. Uh, I, there are days where I fuck off um, and I hate those days and I hate myself for it, but it's a learning process. Um, it's been a couple months now and you know when I've actually started to be like okay we gotta get our shit together and I feel so much better <laughs> mentally um I still do have days where I wake up and like man fuck this shit I don't want to do this anymore what's the point why I do the same thing every day um you know that vicious mental dark cycle that some of us have I believe all of us have it but, but I don't know. Some people say they don't get depressed. Um, they probably don't. Who knows? Um, I'm not in their minds. I don't want to try to be in someone else's mind. But those people that don't, they just got their shit together. And that's really all it is, you know. They got their shit together. They work. Um, and they feel good about their work. And that's, that's all there is to it. Um, you just got to work both mentally and physically and I think it's more important physically especially as humans um, you know we derived from a hunter-gatherer you know culture that's what we did for the most of our time on earth as homo sapiens for most of the time we've been on earth we've been hunters and gatherers you know it's only the past hundred couple hundred years or so or even just a thousand years that we've you know 
migrated into cities and you know now we become complacent we all live in apartments you know and we don't go anywhere or anywhere throughout the day you know like I said earlier I fucking live 100 feet from work and I'm either in my at my desk at work or I'm at home and that's it <laughs> so I don't move too much but you know we're supposed to be moving we're animals we come from the animal kingdom we're mammals we're not something entirely different that is allowed to do I mean we're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want again do whatever the fuck you want I don't care um but I think we're supposed to be moving I think we're happier when we're moving around moving our bodies um there's something about and as far as I know science shows it um people that just are active or live happier lifestyles they just live more positive lifestyles and that's the fact just because you're constantly not even just working on yourself you're constantly just staying in motion and you know keeping the juices flowing not only physically but also mentally i feel like your brain starts to get stagnant in a dull and a boring state when uh you're not moving and I think that is incredibly important because I used to think that was all horseshit. You know, those couple of years where I didn't work out when I was done lifting or done playing ball, I was like, why would I work out? Blah, blah, blah. That's completely pointless. You know, I'm not playing for anything. Um, I'm young. I don't need to work out. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and all those people that say, man, telling you if you just work out man everything will get better everything will get better everything will fall into place i was like you are just fucking meatheads that you're only working out because you either have a little dick or you're fucking crazy but now i know and i don't i don't have a little dick um everyone that knows me knows that because i make sure to every single person i meet i show them my dick first so they know hey not fucking around. <laughs> uh, I can't say that. <laughs> I, I don't actually do that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a job. Dumbasses. But, um... I essentially work out because I probably am crazy. Um, but those guys were right, you know. Really, if you just start working out, everything else will get better. It really will. It's crazy. It doesn't sound... You're like, what? That makes no sense. Like, if I work out and make myself tired, everything else is going to be easier. Yep. 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 Because if you think about it like this, you work out. Just say you wake... You don't have to do it every single morning, but if you do it every single morning, you wake up early, you know, even if you're sleep exhausted, sleep deprived, or you do it after work, you're tired... After a long day at work, you don't want to do anything. But if you go to the gym, or you don't even have to go to your gym, you could just do it in your apartment. You can just do some push-ups, you know, buy a pull-up bar. Do some squats. You know, just do something. Do some crunches. Anybody can do this. If you have enough space to lay down on your floor, you can work out. If you can walk to your fridge, you can work out. You know? You can do fucking lunges. You can do a hundred lunges in the fucking your living room. 
do something. But honestly, if you do that, if you stay to that workout, you do it. That is the hardest thing you will do all day. It is the hardest thing you will do physically or mentally the entire day. So especially if you do it in the morning, when I work out in the morning, it's the most bad. Even I fucking hate mornings. I hate waking up early. I, I've always been accustomed to waking up at X time, you know, just, you know, at the perfect time to get the most sleep before I have to go to work or class the next day, you know. So I had to be there at nine. I'd wake up at eight thirty and get dressed and run over real quickie, you know. I'm not gonna wake up an hour too early to fucking work out and drink coffee and meditate and stretch. But if you do that, you wake up early and you fucking work out, you get after it in the morning. Everything else that day is fucking nothing. It's bullshit. No matter what you're doing. You know, maybe if you're doing a manual labor job, I'd suggest it against that. You know, just get your workout in and work. But, uh, <laughs> or do something light afterwards or something light before. But honestly, the hardest thing that you will do that entire day is that workout. Especially if you push yourself a little, a little, uh, uh, not emotionally, mentally, Jesus. Supposed to be push yourself mentally, you know, even if you're just doing push ups or sit ups. If you plan to do 10 and you get to the 10th and you're like, ah, I don't know if I can do five more, but fuck it, I'm gonna try it. And then you do those five, whew, that feels amazing. It's a huge win. It's a tiny win, but it's huge. And if you just have one win after another, one little thing after another, where you just push yourself a little past to where you think you can go, you're like, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do three pull ups. And then you get to that third, you complete, and you're like, wow, that wasn't that hard. Let me see if I can do four. And you're like, oh, I can do four. Fuck yeah. All right, let's do five. Fuck yeah, I did five. And then you're like, well, fuck. My boss asked me to do me something later. Fuck it. And tell him to suck my dick. Because I just did more than I thought I could do. You know, don't tell him to suck your dick. I'm just saying metaphorically speaking. Nothing else could fuck with you after that. You know, when you know you did more than you know or you think you can do, no one can take that away from you. Nobody. No ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend or no parent or fucking asshole at work. Nobody can take that progress from you. If you stick with it and as the days go by and your body starts to chisel out, the fat starts to fall off, nobody can take that from you. It's the most... It's the greatest thing you can have in the world is your own your own health. And really, I do it to try for my own mental health, you know, because of that feeling of no one can take this from me. It makes me feel like I could accomplish something. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel proud of myself. Uh, it makes me want to try to inspire others to do the same because I've been there in that dark hole where it seems pointless. I, I still have days where I wake up and it's like, why the fuck am I doing this? You know, I ask that myself, like, why don't I just stay in bed and just sleep the day away? You know, just say, fuck it. Fuck my job. Fuck everything. You know, just go be a hobo and die in the street in the cold. But you can't. You can't. I mean, you can if you want, but I don't think anybody wants that. If you do, then you're just lying to yourself. 
you know, we all want to be better people. Whether you think you do or not. Um, and we all have room to improve, whether you think you do or not. Let's see how much time. Alright, I got about 12 minutes left. Maybe there's something in here I can quickly go through. Okay, so yeah, I'll just wrap up the thoughts. So the main reason I just, I didn't even fucking talk about the main point that brought that up. Whatever tangent I just went on. But yeah, the mind's the most powerful thing. And the reason why I say we need to work out is because that's how you control your mind. The reason I thought about it is recently one of my a very close friend of mine, um, he just went through a breakup with a girlfriend that he was in love with. He was actually in love with. This guy, you know, was like a player all through high school and college. Uh, he can't tell you his own body count, body count as far as how many chicks he's had sex with. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that lost count in like, 10th grade or whatever it's good for him I love him great guy um we just recently broke up with his girlfriend and I broke up with my girlfriend I guess we broke up she probably broke up with me honestly I want to have the facts straight probably a year and a half ago yeah I guess now yeah or so and that I moved up to Wisconsin by myself, you know, basically, you know, I did it for a job, but also to reevaluate myself and try to get my shit together, my mind together, and not going down this deep, dark path of depression, and no one loves me, boo-hoo, pity the, pity the fool. <laughs> basically, my friend, my very good friend the other day told me who had just broken up with this girlfriend, and I kind of saw it coming too, you know, they went on a break. And he's like, I don't know. He was hopeful that they'd get back together, but I I knew they weren't. And I can't tell him that, but... I mean, I can tell him now, I guess, but... I don't know why it is, but if you're going on a break, that's just not a good sign, honestly. I just had a feeling. But, uh... The other day, so he's going through some things, but I think he'll be fine. You know, he's got a good game. He'll get back out there. We'll meet, we'll meet a couple handful of girls and he'll, he'll be okay. But basically the other day he told me that he was, was kind of out of nowhere. I didn't really expect it. Um, but he said he was basically proud of me of my mental state or just my mental health. Um... I don't know, something along those lines. and Not that I inspired him, but that... I don't even know if he said he'd be proud of me. But just something that was along those lines where he was like, good shit, dude. Like, um, I don't know. Just after the year and a half change you've made, you know, being up there and shit. And I guess going through my breakup, and now he's trying to compare it to his. He was, he was real proud of me. And I guess probably because he's in a dark place himself. You know, he actually really loved this girl. Um, as I said before, he's a player, but, like, he never never really dated anybody. He never really showed actual emotions towards somebody else. Um, but this was the first girl. And I, I believed him. I thought he was genuine. Um, he had genuine feelings for this girl. He just, 
doesn't honor being in a relationship, so I think it kind of caught up to him. It kind of sucks. You know, we all, you know, I was, I was there too. I get it. So I think he's just trying to compare his situation with mine, which I get. Um, I don't know, just piggybacking, you know, after he told me this, you know, I just said cool and stuff, but like I really, you know, it's kind of humbling because I still don't think I'm in that great of a place. (laughs) I mean, listen to me, I'm talking to myself for an hour at a time to nobody about random shit um I'd say that's pretty crazy but whatever um I don't know and all I could say was thanks that's really humbling um but I really don't think I'm you know it's an everyday struggle even though it's not real I mean it is a struggle um you know I don't want poor me pity attitude but like Life's a struggle, and every day, every day you gotta earn that dollar. You gotta earn that day to live. Cause even if you live that day, if you don't earn it, it's hard to go to sleep that night. You know, brain keeps you up thinking, "Fuck, should've worked out today. Fuck, I should've said hi to that girl I have a crush on. Fuck, I should've ate a salad for lunch." You know. All those 4 a.m. thoughts or 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. or midnight thoughts that creep in your head before you're trying to go to sleep telling you, hey, motherfucker, you didn't earn this sleep. You didn't earn to shut the lights off for the day and start over tomorrow. Because you didn't do shit today. So, I don't know. I was very thankful for what my buddy said to me, but it just made me think again. (laughs) You know what? My crazy ass looked at it as a fucking challenge, you know? As like, if there is a... You know, this is, this is why I say I'm crazy. Because I always like to say... I always like to think everything's my fault. Or everything's a test. You know, go to a Matrix-level conspiracy. So I'm like, oh. It's kind of weird. My buddy's telling me good job for some shit. That I've been working on, and I've been working on pretty good. But, like, I'm all the way in Wisconsin. He doesn't really know my progress. So, like, where is it coming from? Like, we don't talk that often. I mean, we talk on Xbox and stuff. But, like, and we met once in Boston from our other buddy's surprise engagement party. But, like, you don't really know my mental health progress. You know, we haven't actually sat down and talked. Talked, talked for a while. You know, I just say some shit here and there to, I don't. Yeah, but so I'm like, oh, this guy, you know, he's working, he's working for the CIA or something, <laughs> and he's trying to tell me a good job so I can stop, you know, stop this progress I'm making. He's trying to convince me that, oh, it's good, man. You can take a day off. You can, you can eat that gallon of ice cream. You can eat those bag of chips. You can get fat. It's okay. You can have. 12 beers, you know, let loose, and it is okay, you can let loose every every now and then, you don't have to be fucking strict, you know, all work, no play, all all work, no play makes Johnny a dull boy, or whatever, so, and I don't know, that's just the way I, I like to look at it, I like to look at it as just another challenge, like, okay, fuck, 
Now, my buddy, who's pretty close to me, uh, his, and I have his mom's name tattooed on my shoulder because she passed away early of a brain tumor. Um, so this guy's really close to me. So it, it meant a lot, but at the same time, I'm like, God damn it. Now that this motherfucker is not so much that he's looking up to me, but he's at least giving his praise. It's like, fuck, not. Now I definitely can't stop. You know, not only do I have to fucking do this for myself now, but now I gotta piggyback this other person, a very close person of mine. Like, if I give up, if I stop working, then fuck, he probably will too. He might not climb out of that dark hole. And it kind of sucks putting that pressure on yourself. Especially the pressure of other people's lives. Even though you can't control other people. But I really think if I can just... Just by example... Just give an example of other people to try... Not even so much be a role model. But yes, be a role model. Um, I want to try to be that role model that... That I never really had growing up. You know, I had a dad and he was great. He gave me everything I ever wanted... Uh, instructed great life lessons he was amazing but I didn't have that peer role model I didn't have that older brother that was a year or two older that you know has gone through the shit is you know had you know has had to learn his own life lessons and he just teach it down and on to me you know meanwhile my, my dad did instill a lot of these lessons in me I was younger and he was still my dad he was still you know, still the disciplinarian that dads have to be sometimes. So you don't always listen to your dad because you're like, you know, fuck him, you know, trying to tell me what to do, man. He doesn't know. He doesn't know, man. When that motherfucker is just you. You're just a younger version of that motherfucker with your mom thrown in there. Like, that's really all it is. So he fucking knows. But at the same time, I didn't have that peer role model where it's like, oh, okay. I want to be like my friend Brandon or whatever. Because he seems like he's got a shit going on. I don't want to be like him in two years or, you know, whatever. So, you know, I kind of I kind of want to be that for other people. Um, um, if they don't have that somebody. Um, you know, I kind of want to do that for my little sisters and even my own little shithead brother. Um, and even for my mom, you know, my mom said something similar that that I inspired her because of my physical activity and stuff. Well, I'm like, well, it's not too hard. I already started out skinny, you know, great metabolism. It's not hard to, you know, continue with it. What's hard is trying to start after, you know, really overweight. So I'm just trying to keep this going, trying to keep this working out, these, these talks going and we'll see where it goes just keep working um become better people each and every day um maybe not every day that's too strict but let's try at least every week folks um i think that's doable even in a lazy person's mind even in a stoner's mind you can do better every week so let's do that i love you all uh, this is the conclusion of episode two uh, and i'll see you guys next week love you bye